0: All right. All right. You amazing humans out there. It's Thursday, April 6th. we got a special one today. We have the one and only Sensi Graves, who we're so lucky to have her on the show today. She is uh, an amazing woman, incredibly talented, professional kite surfer, winger, fisherman, you name it, a small business owner. Uh, She's done a ton. She's been super impactful for water sports in general, Um, being a part of communities in every part, form, fashion of, of water sports. Um, so, she's on today to kind of share her passion, her vision. Uh, they got some camps and clinics coming up, some really cool things. So, get ready to be inspired. And then, we of course have the, the man himself, Gwen, um, who just makes everything happen. And I just ride the coattail. So, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you,
1: Sensei, for being on. I am thrilled to be here, Damien. Super excited.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, Sensei, like you are like very inspirational in like beyond water sports you know you do motivational speaking uh yeah motivational speaking um and so i would like to understand first you know how you got into um water sports and then how that influenced your life and everything you do in life and who you are today um but let's start with like going back to the beginning how did you first experience water sports
1: yeah it all comes down to childhood, doesn't it? We, we learn so much and we have so many both limiting and empowering beliefs instilled in us when we're little. I won't get into the limiting beliefs yet, but I grew up on 80 acres in Northern California. So out in the woods, in the redwoods, I actually grew up on a weed farm. My name is Sensi, it comes from marijuana. Uh, I used to be embarrassed to tell people that, but now, you know, weed's cool, so I could <laughs> tell people that. <laughs> or at least I'm more okay with it, right? I love my name. I had three brothers growing up and we basically were outside all the time. We were super competitive with one another. We're still super competitive. We grew up playing basketball, wakeboarding, playing volleyball, running track and field, and just being outdoors. But it wasn't until I was in college that I came across surfing and kiting. Growing up, I had always wanted to be a surfer girl and had kind of idolized this image of women in water sports. And I actually went to school, UC San Diego, because I was like, all right, I'm going to be a surfer babe and have my board. You know, I'm, I'm super athletic. I did not do very much surfing in college, got distracted by other things, but had my board, went surfing. But in 2007, my dad took my three brothers and I to North Carolina to learn to kite. We've always done adventures as a family. I feel very privileged for that. And I was coming into it like, what? I've never even heard of the sport. What are we doing? And I remember we spent this week at Real Water Sports and it was incredible. We just bonded even more as a family. We were in the water almost every single day. And I remember diving the kite and standing up for the first time and just being like, whoa, okay, this is awesome. And so kept in touch with the school and eventually started coaching kiteboarding there a couple years later.
0: Wow and you're in uh, real kite pointing up in north carolina correct exactly yeah they 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 were uh, i'd say in the industry they're some of the greatest uh, they grew kite surfing for sure in the united states
1: yeah they have been i mean instrumental and they've done so much work so it's i feel very honored to have worked there for a while and i was there for 4 years 4 seasons and kind of you know when i first applied i Didn't even. I was barely staying upwind. Like I took on the little lessons (laughs) just to fly the trader kite, but they were like, "Yeah, come on board." And so they were. I mean, completely impactful in my entire kite career. Obviously, learned to hit sliders at real, and we can go into a little bit that later. But yeah, I owe a lot to them.
0: Yeah. So let's fast forward just a hair when she like became pro like a day later, and then she got into sliders and all forms of kite surfing. Obviously.
1: It's funny because it really was a case of being in the right place at the right time. And I hate to diminish my accomplishments because of that, but there is that combination of hard work. And also I was in the right place at the right time. Real had one of the only slider parks in the world. I put on boots. So, you know, we, we learned to kiteboard with straps on initially, most people, <laughs> but I put on boots within a year, maybe of learning and, I just completely fell in love with it because i grew grown up wakeboarding. You know, I remember first trying to learn a back roll in foot straps and my board would just fly off consistently. And I was like this, I'm so annoyed with this. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time bought me a pair of boots and I was like, all right, let's go. I'm used to this. I'm comfortable. And then because everyone was hitting sliders there and it was the culture, I started doing it as well. And I completely fell in love. It was so much focus required, you know, we talk about flow state, it was really in the flow state, and I could just hang out with everyone, and everyone was having these awesome sessions in the slick hitting sliders, it was, it was a blast.
2: So, so what I'm like, uh, curious is like, you know, it's the story kind of like started with like you growing up wanting to be like the surfer babe, and then, and then now, you know, now you are talking about being uh kiter um you know hitting sliders which is even specific within the kiting uh world um so that that's kind of like off your initial goal how how did it happen or, or what was that like surfer like because sometimes we have a goal but it's so far that because you know we don't know like what how it is to be there and then along the way trying to get there we kind of like deviate to something that's maybe more suited to us. Mm. Um, Do you feel like that initial goal of wanting to be a surfer kind of like got you here and then you didn't really fight it. You, you didn't uh, resist like, no, I don't want to be a kinder. I want to be a surfer. Um, How, how that process, how did that process go?
1: That's a great question because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was always my goal. Mm. You know, when I was, in, I don't know, when I was 11 years old, I started a little newspaper. I grew up in, t- in a town of 300 people. So my my graduating class of high school was seven people. And so I started this little newspaper called The Leggett Letter when I was 11 years old. And my dad and parents were both entrepreneurs, right? I mean, yeah, he had a weed farm, but that, he was in business for himself. And so I had this model of freedom and starting something that you took ownership of and really having an impact over what you could produce in the world. And so that was always my, my goal. And so when I moved to North Carolina and started coaching kiting, that was honestly more, this sounds like an amazing summer job. You know, I've always been drawn to adventure and new things and that's part of what lights me up. And so it, that was not intentional. It was, it was not like, Oh, I'm chasing this. I'm going to be a surfer or even a kiter. It was more, this sounds incredible. It's a new experience wow, that brings just joy and delight to my life. I'm going to follow these breadcrumbs. But the original goal and it continues to be is how can I create something for myself?
2: So maybe like the that journey was like, um, it, it was more of like some sort of like a tool to get to ultimately what you wanted to. You wanted to be an entrepreneur and that was like, you know, there's so many ways, so many ways you can get there. Um, but that was maybe like your tool, kind of like your niche um, that you found that was like bringing you um, joy doing it while working toward your 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 goal.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just this expansion of skills, and because I've always been so connected to nature and to sports, it was it felt like a natural progression. Okay, this is something that really lights me up. I want to be in com- camaraderie. I think there's a lot to do with teams as well. And when we work on a team, you know, Brandon Green just commented, him and I used to live together and coach in North Carolina, both at Real. And so just that kind of basis of support and encouragement. And also, I think this is really important, seeing something new. You know, I think that's why travel and both putting ourselves in a new situation are so crucial because then you expand your idea of what's possible. If you can't see something, then you're not going to go after it and you're not going to expand your, your skill set. And a lot of times we limit our own progression and expansion because we limit our experiences. And so I've been, I mean, we're all extremely fortunate and privileged, right? But we also seek out new experiences that push us into greater leadership roles and greater impact and things that just expand our idea of what's possible in the world.
0: So what I love is, so Gwen's nailing this point that's just magic. And that is, and since he lived it, that is to anybody out there listening, And in my opinion, this is an opinion. This is not a direction, but we go through life. You have a thought process, surfer girl, going to be a professional surfer, you know, from her little small town, but she's open to take routes that are in that direction, but open to take another road along the way. And I think if you do that in life, you take, direction and say "Hey, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go after this direction but oh this looks interesting let's see what's over here and take this and all of a sudden this this world opens up to what i think sensei's saying which is like you don't know if you don't go and you don't you you can't open your brain up to new things or see new things or see potentials or see opportunities now fast forward to where sensei is right now she wanted to be an opportunity uh uh a uh um a, uh, entrepreneur. 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 And, <laughs> and I can't even <laughs> say the one thing you want to do that thing <laughs> that, that, that we were talking about before. But what's amazing is she had an experience to be able to teach people and share this passion of kite surfing, become one of the, you know, uh, uh, staples of women in, in kite surfing. And she came across this bikini company that all of a sudden became, there it is, her her opportunity to what she's kind of passionate about, not to mention along the way, doing all the things that she's always wanted to do. So um, you can maybe dive into a little bit more of that. I think it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I think there's so much to unpack there. It's super, it's obviously life is this huge journey. But I think one point I want to speak to is that it was following those breadcrumbs. You know, I didn't have this idea of, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a kite coach, or even honestly, I'm going to be a pro kite boarder that kind of unfolded along the way. But is this willingness to both tug on the string of, oh, I'm interested in this, let's see where it leads. And also being open to things unfolding in in a more natural way. Once I started my swimwear company, that kind of got compressed, and I kind of lost that idea of, of expanding and kind of chasing my, my dream. And it was more like, Oh my gosh, I need to make this happen. And we'll talk about the limiting beliefs that were in that, but it was really high intention and low in ta- low attachment. I think with the kiteboarding and learning to coach that enabled me to pursue this next step, which was this swimwear company because I was like, I want to live this lifestyle. I have high intention, but I have low attachment because I don't know what is even, this is looking like. I don't really have a set goal with it. Obviously we can't get to where we want to go unless we have set clear goals, but it was this just, let me just experience. And I'm open to following this string and I don't have to have it all figured out. And okay, I'm liking this, I'm gonna see where it leads. And it it led to, I mean, you know, my whole life.
0: I love that you said you were open to, like, not the perfect, like, it wasn't perfect. I think that's awesome because everybody always, I think it's caught with, I'm not here. I need to be here. It has to be like this. And it's like, nothing's like that (laughs) in life.
2: Well, I think it's also, like, being open to learn about Mm -hmm. yourself and understanding that, like, you don't know yourself 100% from the beginning. And also, there is the fact that you change along, like, along the way you know throughout your life you change so it's always trying to stay open to like learning who you are through Mm -hmm. that process and not be too hard on yourself of of being like this is who I'm supposed to be like I'm supposed to you know like do a be a professional that's what I saw when I was a kid and that's I I need to pursue that you know 100% but sometimes you lose um you know connection with yourself of like Actually, that's cool. It's not really what, who I am. And'm mm-hmm. and through, through walking that path, I'm realizing myself is somewhere else. And so um, it's, it's always like a moving target and, 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 and you never g- get to like nail it 100 percent of the time. so there's it's a process of 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 trying and failing, and it's hard um, when you get to that failure. Because it feels like a failure, and in reality, it's just like a learning opportunity to get to your next um, to your next journey, and and, and uh, then it, it's kind of like also keeping that like beginner mindset of like being oh, okay yeah. with doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's so much goodness there. That was great. <laughs> Socrates said, "An unexamined life is not worth living," which. I don't know if we need to take it that far. Right. But that introspection piece and that willingness to learn about yourself has been huge for me. It's allowed me, as you said, Gwen, to know what is it that I want to do? What are my strengths? What am I passionate about? Like just being willing to uncover what are my triggers? What do I get really caught up with? Oh, wow. I've been taking feedback really personally and I don't actually need to do that. And being willing to shift and try something new. I mean, that is how we actually live like a free life. Because as as Damien said, we're never going to feel successful unless we can feel successful right now. Because we know it doesn't matter what level you get to. And our society is so focused on money and achievement and pushing that we forget to, or maybe not forget, but we get pressured into feeling like we're not enough. And that has been my journey of uncovering like, oh, I'm enough right now. I'm a, I'm awesome right now. And when I own that, I can impact other people. Oh, cool. Like I'm an influence right now. And every single person listening to this podcast and watching this is, oh, okay. Like what a more connected, joyful, impactful life that you can lead when you actually feel proud of who you are and what you're doing.
0: Oh, that was awesome. And, and even better, and, everybody can be impactful. You don't have to be somebody special. You don't have to be, some name everybody has something special everybody has something and it's just a matter of just going out and being you and and sharing positivity and and all of a sudden every door starts to open and impacts people's lives. well yeah
2: and it's if you compare yourself to somebody else then then you know you might be uh you know frustrated or like not happy with yourself because you are not there uh, but the reality is is kind of like you know life is a process and and wherever you want to get to like i always say like there is no finishing line so it's mm-hmm. like um if you wait to get to the finish line y- you're never going to be like happy because you don't get there once you are there there's something else there's another finish line um so so it's always like enjoying the process and not the the result the result is comes and goes and what like it's it's but if you are following the process, if you are, like, moving, if you keep moving, it doesn't matter in, you know, which direction, you know, like, that direction always changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's maybe get back on track here. Like, um, so, okay, kiting, you know, you became a pro kiter. And, and and we talk a lot about winging on the, on the show. But so we're going to test you on, like, oh, you, oh, are, how you are, you like, are you really open to new ideas what did you think when you first saw wing foiling
1: oh i thought i was like this is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i remember it was that the what was the aw side what was that three years ago four years yeah. ago when it first yeah. came out yeah. and everyone had their wings on the beach and everyone had their foils and i was like okay what is this? And I tried it <laughs> because, you know, we're at the beach and I'm like, okay, what's the new thing? I'm going to try it. So I launched from the event site here in hood river and just did a downwinder to this, you know, unintentional to the sandbar, which is three feet away from where I launched. And I was like, this is so, hard. you know, and then walking up, I don't know what board I had, 120 liters, huge board. And just like trying to carry this wing and the foil's super heavy. And I did that twice. And I was like, this is so stupid. Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> uh, and then the next spring, my husband, Brandon Scheid, he got really into it because he's a frother and he likes to do things. He also was like, this is stupid. But the next spring, I remember, he was like, I'm going to learn to do this. <laughs> and he started doing it And I was like, OK, well, gosh, maybe I should learn. I got to keep up with you, you know? And then I remember being out there and learning and we had a whole group of us that were just in the, kit. we call it the kiddie pool, just this spot, in the hook and head river where you just kind of, it's shallow and you can practice getting up on the board. And thankfully I have really good foil skills because I'll tell you what, I think winging is le- hard to learn. You know, we think it's a lot easier than kiting. No, I'm not for sure about that anymore. <laughs> and, and,
2: and here it is. You are saying that and you yes, were, pro, yeah. you know, you were a pro kiter and, and you, you know, like you had experience foiling so can you imagine for somebody that comes from nothing uh no no water experience no wind experience no foiling experience and getting into the spot it is incredibly hard we always say it because sometimes when you look on social media or whatever you can think that I like oh you know every, everybody's doing it it seems super easy and why am i not getting it and and what is wrong with me and the reality is like it's 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 a very difficult spot um and we always want to make sure we say it because we we don't want people to feel bad that they can't do it. It's hard. It's like that's the truth.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the truth. It's it's actually really hard. I just ran a wing camp in Laventana a couple months ago, all beginners, all women, and we did not progress nearly as much as I was hoping in a week because the conditions were choppy. It was hard to just even get balance on the board. I mean, you're dealing with the wing and when you're coming from, I really think this is a crucial component, no foil skills. It takes a while to learn how to ride the foil. And so, yeah, after that camp, I was like, okay, this is harder than I think we're all saying it is. (laughs) That's okay because you just reward the small things. So, you know, kiting, winging, they're both parallels with life, right? Which is you just reward yourself for showing up and trying. You set the goal. And then you'd be okay with the windy road that it takes to get there. And you enjoy the journey a long way.
0: I love this because, <clears throat> you know, and I'll just challenge everybody out there that's listening because since he's like the perfect person for this, but we go through life and everybody does this. I'm going to take a vacation with my family in the next whatever. And you just keep pushing it, right? You push it until you just never book a vacation mm-hmm. or I'm going to get into wing and you keep pushing it because Gwen said it was hard. You know, that's literally what happens in life. So I challenge you guys out there to like, just say, I'm going to do it, whatever it is, studying Spanish, I don't whatever you're interested in, but you got to go after it, because I think that's what Sensei did in the beginning, just was open to those directions. Let's just see where it goes. And, and you, you learn so much and everything opens up because life is learning. That's what it should be. I, I think Gwen nails it every time. And it's the truth. And that's like, there is no finish line. You should be just running your whole life. Running, enjoying, learning, taking this turn, taking this turn, and just keep running um, because that's you know you, that's you get to experience this uh, journey and um, and it's amazing to hear Sensi say that you know that that wing flow process in the beginning is hard and I think it's a good thing for people to know that it's so rewarding all those little teeny gains. Mm-hmm. And it may not be that you're up on foil, but all those gains of learning the win, learning how things work, it is still a, a fun process. So um, you won't be like, you know, just because you're not fooling, doesn't mean that you're not going to be having fun.
2: Yeah, it's it's key to find satisfaction in the small victories. Um, otherwise, you might give up even before you you know you 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 get to like let's say let's call it foiling. That would be just like one step, uh, but.
0: Uh, bef- be- between like <laughs> you see Peter's comment sorry to interrupt Quen. amazing read that comment
2: <laughs> yeah so between like um starting wing- winging and getting foiling cruising like everybody you, s- you you see on the water there's so many little steps and, and so you-, you need to like be like um satisfied with when you achieve this small step whether it's like finally i'm able to be on my knees and i'm moving forward you know or making you know like getting some movement um all, all of that is like uh yeah so so um i lost my train of thought here but like it's 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 so like important and and it will be um you, you might have to put your ego aside you might have mm-hmm. to you might get humbled especially Definitely. when you come from Let's say you are a pro kiter and you 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 see that, and you are like, "Ah, this guy is sixty-five years old. He's cruising around. I bet I can jump on it and chase him." And yeah, now he, you realize.
0: Jesse Richmond's. <laughs> live. He, he played
2: exactly. So so for you, um, was there some of that when you said like you know you first tried it, and then you were like, "This is this is stupid." Was there there like some of that ego that was bruised? That was like, what the hell? I know, like, I'm a... a, a, Yeah, you're a professional. I don't
1: want
0: to look like an idiot out there.
1: Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I've dealt with that my entire career. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm good, I'm good. I'm doing a good job. But we would say when we first were learning the wing, if you're not cursing at the wing, you're not winging. (laughs) 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 That was the saying that we had. Because it's really hard. and It definitely is putting the ego aside. But we teach a few things at our camps, which are, number one, to celebrate the win. So anytime that you do anything, whether that is, okay, I pumped up the board. Woo! You know, like, reward <laughs> yeah. yourself for that. Because when you come into things saying, I'm doing a great job, you're going to have more confidence, and you're yeah. going to have more fun. And with, you need confidence to actually tr- continue to try, because it's very humbling to do something that is so hard. I found winging to be the perfect blend of it's so hard that you want to keep putting trying it, but it's not so hard that you want to quit because you get those small rewards along the way. And so definitely identifying those and celebrating those and saying, okay, I stood up for five seconds. Awesome. And really not comparing yourself to other people. I think those are two really crucial things. And then another piece is to change the word failure to revelation. That comes from this book, Disruptor by Mickey Agrawal. And I think that is applicable to winging, kiting, and of course, life, which is when we say something is a failure, oh, I couldn't get up on foil. What did what did that actually reveal? Like, what did you learn from that? Because anytime that we put ourselves out there and try something new, we learn something. Mm-hmm. And when we identify the learnings, it both helps us know ourselves. And also, that's how we grow. And so one way to get over that fear failure and fear of looking stupid is to say, wow, what did I learn today?
0: Maybe wow. it's that
1: you, the wind direction, right? Maybe something super simple, but I guarantee that you learn something every time you put yourself out there.
0: And you guys do all these camps and you got one coming up and I'll just kind of share this right here with everybody out there, but um, dive into that. Give us a little, what, what's, what's coming up? What's happening?
1: So we have a bunch of different camps here in Hood River. I do women's kite camps and retreats with my partner Colleen Carroll. And then we're now doing men's with my husband, Brandon Shide. So we're incorporating both because I've had a lot of guys that want to come to these camps as well. I think learning all women is super empowering and we have the best time. And we actually just came off a catamaran trip in Antigua and in Barbuda last week. I won't go into that, but coming up, we have a bunch happening here in Hood River this summer and then planning things for fall. But winging dates, our co-ed wing dates going to be August 19th and 20th. And then our kite wing uh, weekend is July 29th and 30th. And then we actually have a intro to wing day on July 16th. So you can find all the info at that link, but we have a lot of things happening here in Hood River because it's, I mean, you know, such a great spot. Yeah, and it's world class yeah. winging. It's world class winging here.
0: <laughs> and everybody that's listening, you know, make sure to look at the link in the description. Follow the follow Sensi and her, her adventures is pretty awesome. And and obviously, you can take some pretty awesome courses with uh, that gang out there. Not to mention they do have one of the most uh, magical spots in Hood River. We all we all think it's such a magical kind of the one of the revolution spots of it. Starting, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, there in Hawaii. So
1: yeah.
2: So um. And then, and then going back to like that process and finding the small, you know, victories, like we said, I also always say that like um, the struggle and the hard times is you need it. And, and it sucks that we need it, but you do. And so when you get it, then you have to celebrate that because you got it. Like you know, most of the time we want to push it back. You know, we want to I'm going to do something easy that I know how to do. And and an
0: animal cracker <laughs> good job go <Glenn. laughs>
2: well actually that's something that a story that comes from like David Goggins if you don't know David Goggins look it up it's amazing but he has this trick that's called the cookie jar and the cookie the cookies are like all these hard experiences that you went through so now every time you go you go through something hard you get another cookie in your jar and and whenever you are in a hard time, you can reach in a cookie jar and be like, you know what? I've done hard things. I've done it. And that gives you the confidence that, like, you can you can get on the, you know to the other side of what you are going through and, and to a smaller scale of, like, you know, learning how to win. It's not a straight line. So, you know, you have a great session, you know, you feel like you've done major progress. Amazing. You feel on top of the world, you go out next time. And you suck and you can't do half of what you were doing last time. And it's like, it feels like you, you, you know, you, you took a step back, but in reality that you need that session. So you, you, you got it, you did it, you went out there and now you can move forward instead of like pushing it back and and never getting there. Because if you want to progress, if you want to get better, you're going to have to go through that. So um, it's always trying to find, the, the the satisfaction that you know what i sucked today it was so frustrating it was so hard but i did it and i got it out of the way and i can move forward
0: mm. and since he, since he said it the best a second right before this was there's always something out of that that you can take that's a gain so that struggle yeah there's something there the winds were lighter i got a little better in those winds but I wasn't able to foil, but I got better with the wing or whatever. There's always something to take and and find that and I know since he is all over that.
1: I think there's there's two things also that are coming up for me there, which is this idea of we can set the goal and we can do everything we can to get to the goal and sometimes it just doesn't work. And so sometimes it's actually more advantageous for ourselves and our energy and our confidence and what we're doing to remove the goal and say what's my intention? Is my intention to have fun? Is my intention to learn something new? Is my intention to get a good workout? Is my intention to show up with joy and happiness and be an impactful influence to those people around me? Let's go, right? So it's, what is my intention with this? And just take the goal off the pedestal. We don't actually need to always have these big goals. And also, you can work really hard to goals and sometimes they just don't happen. You know, I've had plenty of times in my career where I set a goal and I don't get to it. And then what do you do, right? And I think Gwen pointed out, I love this cookie jar analogy. Um, I do something similar, which is a a wins folder. I actually have a folder on my phone that's labeled wins. You know how you can create albums? And I screenshot everything. Nice things people say about me, comments people leave. Anytime I get an inspiring text, anything that I accomplish, I screenshot it. So I have a reference to, oh... I'm cool. I did some cool things. Like I can do this hard thing because I have done this stuff. So I love this cookie jar thing as well.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. That's awesome. And I got to read this quote from Peter. Peter, thank you for this because I just love it. Winging is like standing on a bobbling cork, balancing on a pogo stick while holding a sheet to the wind. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's awesome because the reality is, look, it's hard, but we always laugh because it's fun. It's a fun, rewarding adventure. I
2: mean, so, I would to be true, yeah. we don't always laugh. Sometimes we are, like, very <laughs> upset. And that's the truth, too. Like, we also need to make sure that, we, you know, we don't make people feel bad if they feel frustrated. Mm. And they're like, oh, you know, I shouldn't. No. Like, get that frustration out. We all get frustrated. It's not like we go out, we have a shitty session, and then we are, like, happy. Like,
1: mm. in that
2: moment, we say, that sucks, you know? And yeah, like then we, you know, we put it into perspective and we're like, okay, yes, it was good for me. Thank you. Um, but like in the moment, moment, you don't, you're you grateful that you got a shitty ses- session like that. I like
0: the intention. I love that sense. The intention versus a goal. Go to the beach. What am I doing? Having fun? Mm-hmm. Hanging with friends? Going out in the water? I'm here. I'm alive. What is your intention versus the goal? That's pretty, that, that would change a lot of people's, uh, I think, outlooks and results. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it, is there something, uh, right now, let's say in your winging that you are kind of like working on and it's, it's that challenge, it's that frustration, it's that you make progress and you go back one. like, is there like, what's, what's, what's that for you right now?
1: Well, to be honest, my next goal is a 360 and I, I'm not even getting high enough jumps to really try it. So I wouldn't even say I've made any progress on it. It's in my mind <laughs> and I'm starting to think about doing it, but I have not, um, even really attempted. So I can't even really claim that, but With the thoughts, what, yeah, thought what's, what's
2: the process right now? Like, do you, do you watch it over and over? Do you like, what, do you, do you try to like, uh, ve- like have, um, like envision it or like, you know, visualize it? Uh, What's, what's, what's your process right now?
1: I find getting into my body and saying, okay, I'm standing here, I'm going to close my eyes. So totally visualization. What does it feel like? And what are the moves that I need to be doing to actually go into the trick so that I can have that feeling in my body, right? If we, um, it's amazing how much muscle memory you can create just by imagining it's some, I don't know the stats, I won't say it, but it's some crazy percentage of if you do things over and over in your mind, you get the whatever, 60, 50, 40% towards that same muscle memory on the water. So visualization is definitely huge. Um, and then I honestly just try and reward myself for doing it. Like I try and say, okay, I'm going to try this five times just, you know, to push myself to have an effort into it. Because I think a lot of times where I I get stuck and maybe this is true for other people as well but you go out and you have the intention or the goal of doing something and then the wind is bad or your body's not feeling it or maybe your foil is sucking that day i don't know
2: well then you start making excuses yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't even try it so i'm like okay i'm gonna try it but then also i think you made a good point gwen is that sometimes we do get really frustrated and that's okay and maybe that's when you go in and you take a break. Is yeah. like, like, don't try and push it if it's really not working. And it's okay to feel mad about things. It's okay to have these other emotions. We're not saying paint the whole world with a, I don't know, rose-colored paint or whatever. But
0: it's it's awesome that you said that you kind of visualize or you think about and and how much of an impact that can make. And I say that with so many things in life where people should just take a reality check on life and look at this like that big picture of what you said. And the reason I say that is like, you know. Some of the most impactful things before an e-foil lesson, a wing foil lesson, a kite foil lesson is to actually watch a lesson. You know nothing about it. Watch it the night before. Sleep on it because you, you then have even more knowledge of potentially what this may be. And if you really think about your whole life history and you think of like, okay, a test the next day for school, I didn't just like go to the test. For sure, there's those people. I was definitely not that guy, but I had to like study like weeks in advance to put it in there so that it kind of relays out there. And if you think about it, it's the same thing. So you got to start like prepping to learn things, or at least to plant the seeds to to hopefully your your body reacts to that in those times. So it's kind of interesting how that all kind of works.
2: Yeah, I think it's also like surrounding yourself with like, um, you know, uplifting people, of course, but also, you know, let's say if your goal is to do like the 360, like, if you surround yourself with people that can do the 360 and they do it around you all the time, you start being part of that and and you start... um, I feel like I've done things in my life that I couldn't do but because I like surrounded myself from in, in that world that in my mind all of a sudden there was something, a blockage, you know, unblocked and I started believing that I was doing it. I wasn't doing it yet but it became so much of my own world because everybody was doing it. It was the normal thing to do. It was no, no big deal. And now, boom, I do it. So a lot of it is like, you know, when you want to try to do a new thing is, you know, let's say, you know, you want to learn how to drive, you want to learn how to tack, try to, you know, like look at your friends and talk to them and be, hang out with them and follow them when they are about to drive, you know, you go and you see that you watch them and, and you talk about it, that becomes, at some point, it becomes your, your reality. And then boom, um, it's gonna, it's gonna happen for you too. So I feel like every move, um, it's kind of that. And I'm I'm very, very, like, uh, I, when I see something, it helps me so much. So like, let's say, you know, the latest thing that, you know, I I, I love to like work on is, is the backflip. And so, I mean, literally, I, I like, I watch it like so many times. And like, that's, I feel like how it became like in, in me, like mm-hmm. I can do this um, even before I did it. And so mm-hmm. um, everybody has like different things. I, I know some people like to write, uh, some people like to, I don't know, feel it, um, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: There's one thing that I'd like to add to that in From personal experience, my opinion, and because you're exactly right, which is we need to surround ourselves with people that can do the thing already and that can lead the way and show us. But I found that they can't be that much better than you like it's definitely important to have people that are better than you so that they push you. But if they are so astronomically better than you that you can't even imagine yourself getting there, then it can actually be discouraging because then you're comparing yourself to them. And then you can't even imagine. I'm like, what are they doing? I can't even do that. And so if you only ride with people that are way better than you, they need to be just that little bit better that you're like, okay, yeah, she can do it. I can do it.
2: Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And, um,
0: which is the situation I'm in right now because I can't do backflips and I ride with clouds. Well,
2: actually, <laughs> no, actually, I would say the opposite. And you're lucky that it's me that I'm doing backflip because I, I, I know a lot of people are reaching out to me and um and they go for the back the backflip and they actually end up getting it. Um or I same same with the beach chat. Or like, you know, when before I was doing the beach chat, Teo Teo Manez was doing the beach chat. Nobody wanted to try the beach chat. Looking at Theo was like, this is no way. Yeah. Now, I do the beach chat. Everybody's reaching out to me and believing they can do the beach chat.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
2: it, that is true that I, I, I've i kind of like seen it. A lot of people see me doing something and, and I don't – I'm not this guy that's been like just – you know, like dominating whatever like you know crushing it forever. i i just came in and i'm nobody knows me and i do something now it's like this guy's doing it i probably can do it um, well,
0: i almost said something early in the show because we were talking about like you know life's path and how it goes and i was like and gwen fully knew he was going to be a wing foiler when he was little <laughs> it's like i mean that sport just happened and here he is you know it was so
2: <laughs> random how i got into winging was never the plan i literally met damien and he said have you ever tried winging i was like no take the gear go try it and i tried it and 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 i have the footage my yeah. first day i barely got on my feet for like two hours <laughs> so barely well. on my feet at all on the bone uh, so,
1: yeah
0: so life well but, sensei, what's what's yeah. like um man we flew through this because it's awesome what's your Future plans, future things going on. You want to, and then we're going to end on like, uh, I mean, this has been super inspiring for everybody out there, but we're going to end on a super powerful note because you're so, so good. Um, what do you got coming up and what do you want to say? Anything?
1: Amazing. Yes. Well, of course we have swimwear launching. That's my Ooh. first business. Ooh. Um, at the end of this month, we have a new collection launching and it's all from Deadstock pieces, which means, or Deadstock fabric, which means it's all fabric that's already produced. And so things that um, we're saving from going to landfills. So sign up, subscribe, check that out at the end of the month. And then I am doing more speaking, motivational speaking and mentoring, and that is something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, I get really fired up about just helping people feel stoked with where they're at, with what they're doing, with who they are, so that they can go out and shine their unique, amazing humanness to the world. And so I'm open for speaking gigs for the next, gosh, 2023, 2024, I can't even believe that it's. April 2023, but those are the two big things. So,
2: um, if, if somebody um, is like looking at winging right now, and and they think that they are too old or that they can't do it because they they look at you and you are a professional kiter and, and now you are winging, but they are not a professional kiter, what would you tell somebody that's just standing on the beach looking at everybody having fun in a water and being like, I can't do it, I can't do this?
1: Mm.
0: Push them in I, the water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, my first question would be, do you want to do it? And why? Because a lot of times we see things and we get distracted by shiny objects. And it's not actually in our hearts that we want to do the thing. So number one is, do you actually want to do it? It's okay if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. I would say don't limit yourself already by saying that you can't do something. Because guarantee, if you say you can't do it, you can't do it. You know, that's just how it goes. If you don't believe you can do it, you can't do it. But anyone that puts their mind to anything, I really believe this, you can do it and you can find a way. And whether that is just standing on the board and you never even get on the foil, you can definitely experience swinging. And it is a sport that is open for so many, so many people and has enabled more access to water sports, more access to um, wind sports. And I think has been revolutionary for, our career is for the world of wind and water. And I think it's something that you got to get out there and experience for yourself because it's freaking awesome. And, and just hitting
0: that point, I would say, uh, capitalizing with what sense saying, it's more to me than wing foiling or foiling that experience. It is mentally helpful. It's physically helpful. Mm-hmm. It's getting out in mother nature. It's, not being in front of your computer tv phone whatever there's so much more to it than just this wind sport that you see on the water not to mention the community is something of spectacular people are incredible um you're gonna meet new friends and 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 i think i think there's so much there that you should just go down to your local any waterway and see if you can find somebody and have a chat and see where it goes
2: you, you missed an opportunity here, Sensei. when I said, what would you say to that person standing on the beach? You should have said, go to strut, uh, com and sign up for your uh, wing lesson and you're going to do it.
0: There it is. We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> but yeah. I do
1: love that. I do love that because you, you're, I mean, it's life-changing. You know, being out in nature, you're right. It's life-changing.
0: No, and, and Gwen and we, we got to jump into our pra- patron show here so so and Gwen said it before this whole live thing even started we were chatting and it's it's crazy but it's like if you really think about it you know you go through life and it goes so quick so like now's the time to make the decisions now's the time to act now's the time to live and be free and live your best life and and just don't get caught up in all the lights and and uh no you know, that's what life is. You're going to learn along the way. And I, I really think that everybody out there can do what they want. I agree with Sensi. I think if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And I think, um, I just think it's so crazy that we started this YouTube channel a couple of years ago and we get a chat with inspiring people like this and share this to people out there, whether we help one person or a hundred, it's just, it's awesome because I think in our world today, like positivity, there's not enough of it. And I think there's a lot of fake and a lot of things that drive you to think that your life is not valuable or what you're doing is not valuable or not up to a certain standard. And, I, and I, I just say, you should just look at your life, step back and and be grateful and start living in happiness.
2: Well, and exactly to what you said earlier, sense is like we do what we do because um, of our intention and not because of the goal. So like, you know, do we do it because we want to influence hundred thousand people? No. And we do well, it because like we, have, we want we we <laughs> we want to help people, and that's it. That's why we do it. And if it's help two people, that's hey. whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. And if it, yeah. it, if it helps, you know, more, then great. But that's the intention. That's why we do it. And so um, we've never focused on like doing it so that whatever, like we reach whatever. Um, but and so yeah,
0: just an animal cracker. Yeah. It's okay.
1: <laughs> you I thank thank you guys. Amazing.
0: All right, we're going to jump into our patron show. And uh, everybody out there, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And um, Sensi, thank you. It was amazing. And um, everybody, look in, link in the description. Make sure to follow her. And uh, we'll go from there. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Have a great Thursday.
2: Thank you, guys.